it is I, your host, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, also known as The Magic Pants Collective. Yes, that's what I'm calling it, because we are fun here, because rainbows are amazing. Now, bring your rainbow butts over here, because we are talking about write what you want to read, draw what you want to see. Here we talk about professional writing and professional digital art, all the tips, tricks, what not to do's, and everything in between about these two creative subjects. And we also talk about a few other things here as well, including, you know, business and how I'm doing personally, and my thoughts just on all sorts of different things and cool stuff. So welcome, and I hope you join the Magic Pants Collective today. Rainbows out! Hello, it is I, the Entertainer, also known as Dharma, also known as your dearest and the Omni Queen, and welcome back again today. Now today, I am, um, my microphone is a dummy, my microphone does not like me, and so I'm having to record it while it's plugged in, so yeah, fun times. But um, anyways, so today I figured we'd talk about something um, quite fun, quite awesome, and uh, something that I just realized recently, and um, yeah. So, we've kind of talked about this before when it comes to creating logos with digital art and things like that, but I figured today we'd just talk about it when it comes to art in general. And that is, um, realistic slash highly detailed isn't always better. Now, first off, um, I just want to say that there is a distinction between realistic and high detail. Today we're going to be ta speaking about high detail, but I figured real quick I would um, just clear up the difference between realistic and high detail. Um, high detail is not the same thing as realistic. High detail can be that you added a... Let's say you typically have this cartoony style and you add, let's say, two eyelash lines. Well, if you were going for something highly detailed, you'd probably add a lot more. Especially if you were working with a highly detailed eye. A highly detailed eye isn't necessarily a, a realistic eye. A realistic eye has all this nuances to it and things like that and pigmentation and things and it usually has a generic pigmentation um, throughout all of it. Whereas a highly detailed eye may have like, for example, let's say it's um, deep brown on the edges, but um, let's say it goes into white as you get closer to, you know, the little hole in your eye. I, I honestly don't remember the terms. but um. Just because it's highly detailed in the way the gradient is does not necessarily mean that it is realistic. I personally have never seen an eye that um, was brown on the outer edges and was white towards the middle. And um, this is something that you'd only typically see either in a movie or with some Halloween eye um, contact lenses. But yeah, so there's just a little distinction there. Realistic is truly just realistic. You're going for as realistic at least as possible for you. And um, highly detailed is just something that's highly detailed. So, now that we've gotten that distinction out of the way, um, what is, um, why do we do highly detailed? 
Well, it could be for a few reasons. A, we just like to add a lot of details to it, and um, that is a valid reason. I love adding a lot of details to things, and that is honestly super fun. B, we do it to try and be realistic, but at the same time, you know, we fail to... Sometimes we fail to realize that more details doesn't necessarily make it realistic. Or C, um... You know, we add in all of these details because, you know, maybe we're designing something and we have all of these good ideas all at once, but it may not necessarily be practical in the long run. Now, of course, there are probably a lot more reasons for why people do this, but I'm going to focus on these three because these are the main three reasons I do it. Now, we're going to first off talk about um, trying to be realistic. Now, a lot of times people try and push realism, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Realistic art still has its beauty and its fun to it. But if you're someone like me who likes to work more in character design and just getting and just fleshing things out and things like that, going for realistic every time is incredibly time consuming and isn't really the best um best way to spend our time if we're just trying to figure out what outfit our character is going to wear. And we'll often end up wasting our time simply because the other outfits we have our character quote unquote try on, I'm just going to call it trying on, um, you know, we add all these detail and all this realistic stuff to them and the shine to the metal bands on their wrists and all this stuff only to not use them, which is kind of, kind of sad to me. It feels like a very huge waste of time. So when it comes to this kind of thing, it's just, it's not very useful to be the most realistic. Yes, you're probably going to want to figure out how it would look realistically later on if you're doing something like, for example, a movie or a show or maybe a cartoon series or something of that nature. But if you're going for, you know, just a generic, I'm still trying to figure it out type of thing, it's not a good idea. Um, another thing is just because you want to. Now, um, I'm honestly perfectly fine with this reasoning. Go ahead and add as many details as you want, as long as you are okay with them. Just don't go in adding all of these extra details, expecting all of this to be in, for example, an animated movie, or in an animated TV show, or even in a real-life movie or TV show, or a live-action um, movie or TV show, I, I should say. Because the thing is, is all of these details take a lot of time for people to animate, for people to draw, for people to, you know, try and put into live action. There's a lot of things that go into this. And so, you know, if you're doing something that's just personally just for you, that, you know, you just feel like adding details to it in the moment, that is perfectly fine. But do keep in mind that if you're working um, on this for a particular job, like, character design or something of that nature you don't necessarily have to go too simple but at the same time you don't want to be too detailed or else it's going to be a pain for everybody um, another thing is that um, you know when it comes to this uh, uh, another thing is that um, don't just add all sorts of details just to try and impress the art community or to try and impress someone or to try and be all like see you know I can have tons of detail in my work if you're someone like me who just does cartoon drawings that are very simple 
you know, maybe just as simple as things like um, SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents, or you know, just a standard mass-produced cartoon show. Don't feel like you have to add all of these details to it. Add as many details as you want, alright? Don't use criticism and take that and apply that to you necessarily. Now, of course, that doesn't mean don't take any criticism and just go uh, running around with your arms flailing in the, way in the air. But at the same time, certain criticism... Um, just keep in mind that when it comes to art, especially the visual arts, it is very much an opinion-based thing. Just like writing is, just like digital art, traditional art, painting, all of these things are very personalized and very much in each individual person's taste. So just do what makes you feel good, but at the same time take criticism and just mull it over in your mind. Think about that. Maybe, maybe try it out on a few sketches or napkin doodles. You know, don't necessarily d um, try out a whole entire piece with the criticism in mind because there are people out there who are all like, I don't like this, I want you to be more like this. And, you know, they're just saying that because maybe they just, I don't know, maybe they just want everybody to be like their favorite creator or something of that nature. Or maybe they're just saying that to make their uh, criticism of you sound valid, even though they just don't like your work. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, keep these things in mind. You know, try them out. See if they work for you. Not everything's going to work with you. It, you know, having a thick outline around all of your characters isn't always going to work for everybody. Just like how having a thin outline around all of your characters isn't going to work for everybody. Or maybe trying to paint with gouache isn't going to work for everybody. Or with oil, or, you know, um, doing digital art on Procreate or on Photoshop isn't going to always work for everybody, you know? We all have our own tastes and our own tools and things of that nature that we like to use. And, like I said, it's not that you shouldn't take criticism at all, it's just that you should really think about it, you know, mull it over. Think about it in your mind. Don't spend too much time on it, because, you know, internet criticism could just be something as, something boiled down to as simple as, I want to sound, I want my criticism to sound valid, even though I just don't like your work. Um, but yeah, so, you know, just think about it in your mind, you know. And always look up to the artists that come before you as well. You know, for example, if you're someone who's like me who really likes YouTube and things like that, well, think back to some of your artists' inspirations. And while none of you, none of them may come to you at the very first moment, especially for someone like me who like likes listening to music and um, listening to gaming videos the most. I'm sure that at one point or another you've come across an actual artist in your field, you know, by the recommendations, and you've probably listened to a video or watched a video or two by them. So try and think back to that. Try and think back to them and how they inspired you, even if it was for a short amount of time. Look to your inspiration the most, because oftentimes the things that inspire you are the, th are the little things are the things that are going to help you develop your style and actually work into the way you do these things the most. You're not just going to take someone's random internet criticism 
um, or every internet ran uh, random internet criticism and immediately implement that into your style and that's gonna be that way forever styles change styles grow and you know styles develop as you find new people that you really really like the work of um, even me who I I'm not averse to looking at other art or things like that in fact I love doing that a lot it's just that I don't really consume that very often but when I do I find a lot of people whose styles I like and I take a lot of mental notes for how they draw certain things like um, for example how people do people sketches and things of that nature and the difference between male and female and something um, you know kind of in between things like that so just keep all of that in mind you know you know um, you can still take internet criticism but at the same time keep in mind you know who your who your idols are you know the people that you're actually looking up to the people that inspire you to work and the people that you know you take little mental notes from whether you realize it or not but anyways that's going to be it for me for today um, thank you all for listening you guys are awesome moi moi um, and yeah I will be seeing you all in the next one, and if you like me, if you want to support me in this podcast channel and all of my future endeavors, then go ahead and check out the um, podcast episode description down below. That will be a link to my YouTube channel, Horns and Halos, um, or if you're more of an audio person, go over to YouTube right now, um, search with the creator's filter on, and search for Horns and Halos. I'll be the cartoony one with the, uh, winking with a cookie in my hand. And, um, yeah, go ahead and subscribe and hit all notifications. That way you know exactly when a new video comes out. Um, one comes out every weekend, and they tend to be fairly long, so you'll be getting a lot of juicy content. Um, I do story times, um, I do story times, speed paints, video gaming, comedy skits, basically all the stuff that I do on the daily that just wouldn't fit on a professional podcast like this. So, anyways, I'll be seeing you all later, and on to the next one, my Magic Pants Collective.